we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination, and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by SAGE, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. I'm Ron Baker, along with my good friend and Barris SAGE Institute colleague and co-host, Ed Kless. And Ed, we're doing 2018 in review. I know. I'm looking wow. forward to it. Look forward to this every year, Ron. Every yeah, year. how do you do a whole year? And guys, a lot of stuff happened this year. <laughs> Dang, as usual. Uh, it ain't slowing down for us. It ain't slowing down. No, I, I get, you know, in reverence to the people we lost, I think that's how we usually start these shows. Is Oh, okay. I'm going to jump into that right yeah, away. Yeah, the notable folks we lost. So I, I have to point out, I mean, this is the obvious one, but obviously President George H.W. Bush Right. Right. And and yep. his wife Barbara earlier yes. in the year as April, well. I believe. Yep. Um you know, that's kind of an exclusive club, Ed. <laughs> There's only forty four of those those folks. Yes, but Barbara is the more exclusive club. You know her club of two? She's oh, in a club I, of two. Yes, having a husband and a son. Correct. Who are as, both as, presidents? President. Yeah. Um, um, what What's her name? Abigail Ab- Adams. Abigail Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep absolutely. Um, I. You know. I, I. I have to say the most touching thing from that whole service, and I. I. I, I do like state funerals. I mean, there's something. <laughs> there's something to it. I mean, just the whole, the military and the like. Reagan's. Reagan's was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the horseless, the, the right. what do they call it? The riderless horse or whatever with the yes. stirrup, with the boot backwards and the stirrup. Yep. And then they had the, the missing man formation, you know, the flyover, the sure. missing man formation and the 21 gun salute and, and, you know, the battle hymn of the Republic. I mean, these things are planned out way, way ahead of time, uh, by the, by the first families, you know, they get to decide what they what they're going to do but the most tender moment in that whole thing was when when um bob dole was you know brought up in his wheelchair towards the casket and he he stood up on his own volition and and saluted right, um, right. and it took everything out of him I mean, you could just see that he was not gonna <laughs> let this defeat him he was gonna do this even though you know he can't stand he can't walk he's confined to his wheelchair but his aide helped him up, and for that, you know, however long it was, he uh, he stood on his own and saluted, and it was just that was that was really unbelievable. Yeah, very emotional moment. For sure. So, but uh, yeah, it, it just I laughed because you, the way you said it, it was it, it, I I like state funerals. Like, okay, so what is? <laughs> well, yeah, planning no, any? I, I mean. It's, <laughs> Um, in, in the, in the Winston Churchill war rooms in, uh, in the yes. UK, been there, um, been there. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay. 
it, in it at the last part where they have some of his personal mementos and things, they they're they're playing a loop of the state funeral of Churchill, mm-hmm. right? And that was quite a thing. Um, I think Margaret Thatcher had one as well, but Reagan's was really amazing. It it, it that was truly amazing because not only did they, I think they did the flyover in D.C., but they also did it when he was buried back at his library in Simi Valley as well. Right. And there's just, I mean, nobody does funerals better than the military. <laughs> Sad, sadly true. Yeah. Sadly very true. Uh, lots of practice, know. I guess, but. Oh well, yeah. I mean, and, and, and for, for lots of different reasons, I, I've been to the, the funeral of a, of a soldier from Afghanistan and that that that's obviously emotional. Here's a young person caught up in their in the the prime of their life who is given given all for for God and country, so to speak. But uh, so it's a yeah, always an emotional thing. So for sure. And just to kind of round out the politicians, John McCain, obviously. Yes. As well. Yep. Yep. And. Uh, he died of a brain tumor, right? Ultimately, that's what got him. Yeah. At, but at 81, and you know, that same week as John McCain, the one I want to point out, just because he he had a this guy had an impact on on my life in a couple of different ways, was playwright Neil Simon. Yes. Who yep. uh, who died, I believe, the day after John McCain, and it, you know, I. I have mentioned before, I, I did a lot of theater in, in high school and college and even some, some semi-professional theater a, after college. And I've had the, the, the good fortune of being in several of Neil Simon's plays. I did, when I was in college, I did barefoot in the park and played mm. Paul, Paul Bratter, which is one of my all time favorite roles. Cause it's, it, it, you get to, you, you get to be the, the comic foil Right, Paul is the straight, the straight laced. In fact, is that is he's described as a stuffed shirt. Right. The, <laughs> so that was that was a lot of fun, and I found this year uh, like a copy of of me in that play, about fifty pounds lighter, I might add. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, but it was so. But it's old grainy VHS cassette. Um. But anyway, there's a great line in that. I just wanted to, you know, we're talking about Neil Simon. Uh, the, 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 I don't know if the, you know the plot of the, the thing, but it's a newlywed couple. Jane Fonda was in the movie, and I think was, you know, uh, she might not have been on the broad in Broadway as well. But they they move into this six six floor walk up in Manhattan, right? And that's part of the 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 joke is everybody wa- walking up to the to the top of the to, to, to the six floor apartment, right? And uh, Paul comes home for the first time after having been at, at work. You know, he's completely out of breath. He he gets there and and he's com- complaining not only about the staircase but about the the craziness of the neighbors because he's heard some rumors about people. And one of them is this great line where he says, "Nobody knows who lives in apartment four C, but every morning there are eight empty cans of tuna outside the door." <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, uh, Paul's wife, I can't, can't, can't I think of the name? But anyway, she says, so really, who do you think lives there? And the line is, well, it sounds like a big cat with a can opener. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think of Neil Simon, I think of the odd couple. 
Oh uh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the, and, and the all time great line in that, that I wanted to mention was, was fr- from the play, not from the, the TV show. Right. It's, he, 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 he's, Oscar is talking about Felix complaining to his friends. He lives me notes. <laughs> the other morning he left me a note in the bathroom. We're out of toothpaste. F you. <laughs> it took me an hour to realize that I've used to Felix Unger. <laughs> That's great. Speaking of uh, odd couple TV show, uh, we also yeah. lost Pen- Penny Marshall. Didn't she used yeah. to play Oscar's girlfriend or something on that show she oscar no oscar's secretary secretary yeah 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 that's right yes yes that was kind of her break because her brother gary marshall produced that show okay uh, produced the odd couple as as well as laverne and shirley sure and then she went on to direct i know she did uh getting away with murder which was a great movie with jack lemon and we always show a clip from it in our ethics course um of course aretha franklin Past that yes. was that was that and Ed Adrian Cronauer Cronauer seventy nine right. years old. Do you remember him? Is that name ring a bell? Y- yes, that's the guy that that uh, Robin Williams played in yes. in Good Morning Vietnam. Right, that's it. That was the that was the DJ, the American Airman. He was okay. the inspiration for Good Morning America. Um, Joe Jackson, the patriarch of the Jackson family. Um. And not a nice man, from what I hear, though. No, not, good, not really a good guy. No, no, not at all. Um, David Ogden Steers from Mash. Yes. Um, yeah. And and I'll tell you another one, a sleeper sorta, but John Mahoney, who played Fraser's father. Yes. Uh, who, I, when that show started, I did not like him, but <clears throat> grew to really admire him. He was, he's quite a character actor, and and just. Played that part really well, and Jerry Van Dyke as well, Dick, yes. Dick Van Dyke's brother. Um, and how about this one, Richard Harrison? Do you know mm-hmm. who Richard Harrison is? Uh, Richard Harrison, no. Who's Richard Harrison? He's the old man on Pawn Stars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he yep. was seventy-seven. I didn't know that he died. Right, I didn't make the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Seven, no. uh, Parkinson's actually. Um, gee, Burt Reynolds, Paul Allen co-founder of microsoft yep getting back to mahoney though i the, one of his the, my favorite roles of his was in moonstruck right yes he, i know what you, he, yep yeah he plays the, the 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 diner he you know who the guys guys who's who is at the beginning in the movie in the middle of the movie it's the same exact scene <laughs> which, mm-hmm. which he sits down at the beginning of the movie and, he, and he's having dinner at this restaurant and he gets the uh, a glass of water thrown in his face because he's a college professor that obviously dates his his uh, um, graduate students or maybe maybe his undergrads. Who the heck knows? And you know he he gets water thrown in his face and is asked to you know remove her place, r- remove r- remove her all 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 traces of her. And then it happens again when when um, uh, the the woman for the I forget what her name is. Am, uh, Olympia Dukakis is in is in the in the the restaurant as well, and they play the exact same scene so they, with a different woman. Mm. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that's that's uh, that's a it's, it's a great p- little part. Um, so. Oh, and given uh, that we had George Gilder on this year, how about Larry Harvey? Does that name ring a bell? 
No, that one does not ring a bell. He's the founder of Burning Man. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Seven years old. Tom Wolf, obviously, the author, 87. Yeah. And just shout out to my dad. Have to mention this one. Dwight Clark. The Catch. Yeah. Remember The Catch? Yeah. Yeah. What did he die of? ALS, Ed, 61. Oh, okay. There's a lot of people on here that went from ALS. Steven Hillenberg, creator of SpongeBob SquarePants, who you know, I, I've never watched it, but apparently uh-huh. millennials love this show. He was 57. He died of ALS. Wow. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, just uh, Stephen Hawking, obviously. How about R.E. Lemmy? Or Ermy, sorry, R. R. Lee Ermy, the Full Metal right. Jacket Drill Sergeant. I think he had his own yeah. TV show for a while. He, he did. It was on on History Channel. It was right, right. Guns and, guns and something it, or other he, or whatever. Yeah, he always used to go out shooting everything. Harry Anderson, who I, you know, he did Night Court, but before that, I think that was kind of his big break. Before that, he played a character on Cheers that you know was kind of flim flam artist come into uh-huh. the bar and you know con the guys out of their money with cheap parlor tricks and what he was great i really liked harry well that was his that was his stand-up act it was yeah okay that he did in vegas yeah he was on lots of shows i I remember the the line he did he had something he would juggle an axe like an axe (laughs) right an egg and like a chainsaw or or something yeah (laughs) that's a bowling ball right and you got all the things but he but he he claimed it was george washington's axe better (laughs) Replace the handle, replace the blade, but it occupies the same space. So. <laughs> and of course, Robin uh, Leach. So, well, anyway, look, we're up. We're, we're <laughs> I'm better than you because I have more money. Robin Leach. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, we're up against it. And folks, we'd like to remind you, if you want to send an email to myself or Ed, do so at asktsoe at verisage.com. Check out the soul of enterprise.com for full show notes on today's show and all of our other shows that we've done going back to 2014. And now we want to hear from our sponsor, Sage. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Wherever your business is headed, Sage has the cloud solution you need to enable mobile accounting and simplify financial management. Discover how moving your financial data and accounting processes to the cloud can transform your business. Cloud accounting software from Sage can help you make better decisions, drive faster responses, and gain greater control. That's cloud accounting for the journey. For more information, visit sage.com forward slash US forward slash SOE. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the foreword changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the foreword to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its foreword. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the foreword and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. And we are back live on The Soul of Enterprise, and we are counting down the year in review, 2018. And Ron, I want you want to do the our 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 top shows of 2018 now. Is that kind of a next sure. thing you want to talk about? Sure, sure. All right. So you you always kind of go through and you pick your top three shows, and then I come in with data. I got data. Oh, you're you're the data guy, Ed. I got data. So <laughs> you can you can guy. have your opinion, but I got data. Data. Okay. I know. So Fair go ahead. Enough. Give me your give me your you know your opinion. I'll do. <laughs> I'll tell you, this was brutal because <laughs> one of the things was, you know, we did we did fifty live shows during the year because we re, we had two uh, best of shows, mm-hmm. um, uh, Scroogeonomics and uh, Christmas Carol, uh, lessons yep. from Christmas Carol. Out of the remaining fifty shows, twenty three of those were guests, so we had forty six percent of our shows, almost half, where okay. we had guests. And boy, I'll tell you, Ed, those guests, they're uh, they're the who's who of they're like a dream ticket. I, I mean, look, my mentor, George Gilder, who mm-hmm. uh, was great because he had a book that came out and we're still talking about it. Yep. Uh, and your mentor, Peter Block. Yeah. How cool is it to have both your, you know, longtime mentors on um, in the same year, but then just, you know, one great economist, one after the other, Russ Roberts, Walter Williams. Thomas Hazlett, who I've always wanted to talk to, Don Boudreaux, Michael Munger, John Stossel, mm-hmm. Mark Skousen, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just uh, Walter Williams. Walter Williams. Yep. So just just an incredible um, year. But so I'm going to restrict my three. Well, be- to before, me- before you do that, let's okay. a huge shout out to our showrunner Tom Casey, who Absolutely. was responsible for booking the vast majority of those those guests. I mean, he just he just went at it, and we we're looking forward to the work that he's going to do with us in 2019. Uh, we've we've already got a couple lined up, including a a a show that we're going to do what two weeks from now, Ron, the priest and the rabbi. We're looking looking forward to that. No, oh. Rabbi Daniel Lappin and Father Robert Sirico. On uh, the same show, folks. On the on same the show. same show. And and both back both back for the third time. Mm-hmm. We've had these gentlemen on separately twice before. So I know it sounds like the beginning of a bad joke, but it's gonna be a great show. It'll be a bad joke, but a great show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Thomas has just done incredible work lining up these guests and, uh, really big shout out to him. So, um, and then folks really, what really helps with that is when you give us iTunes reviews, when you really, that really, really helps the cachet of the show and it, it kind of projects to the world that this is serious and, uh, that's how we get these great guests on. So that yep. really helps them. Um, all right, Ed. So I'm I'm going to pick shows that were non guests. Okay, so fair so enough. Fair so enough. I'm not backed into a corner. Now, obviously, you have to sh- throw out the Free Rider Fridays, and there's 12 more shows. So, but I I think if you put a gun to my head and said, okay, Bron, give me the one best show of the year, 
Mm. I have to tell you, it was bad medicine. It was show number 178 back in February. Mm. Where we talked about two books, The Butchering Art. Yes. And Bad Medicine. And yep. there are so many lessons in that. And I, I, I went back and listened to it. And um, that's just such a fascinating topic on a, just so many different levels. And, and so many lessons apply to the professional and just any, any business that is unwilling to change. And medicine is just a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That was a good show. I think, and, and an equally great book. I, what I, I came across that one again recently for some reason. It came up. The Lis, Lister's name popped into my, my feed. I can't remember why. Oh, I think it has something to do with um, – uh, the, you know, he, he op- operated on, on Queen Victoria. Right. Uh, and, and she was one of the first to use his, his, the, the, not anesthesia, the, the, the antiseptic, Septic, yep. um, and, and came through with flying colors with her operation. And that of course, you know, made a big, big deal out of it. Um, so, and I think we did mention that on the show, but yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that was a good, that was a really good show. Now I think about it. I, I, I would not have been able to say that that was in 2018 though. I thought it was much, much longer ago. <laughs> It does they, all kinda, they all kind of they all kind of mesh together, but then there are shows that we did in 2016 that seem like they happened yesterday. I know, I know. So I, I can't keep it straight. Either. Good, good thing we have that archive page that we can go through chronologically. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, I'd be totally lost. Um, okay, so that's number three. Is that number three or is that number one? No, that'd be number one. Oh, okay. So you're not going yeah, in reverse order. Yeah, no, I didn't do the whole nah. David Letterman thing. I just started at the top. That was. <laughs> I do think that was the best show that we did last year right up to it though would have to be uh three shows prior in january show number 175 which is the laws of systems thinking okay we don't spend enough time talking about systems thinking and the interdependence of business and this idea of you know and i kind of blame cost accounting for some of this the whole silo thing Mm -hmm. and you know one of the things that you really learn after you start studying the subscription business model is what kills the subscription business model is silos. Yes. You can't, you can't, you can't have silos in a subscription business model business. You can't. Nope. And if you do, you've got, you're going to have a churn rate through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, because it's allocation of who, who gets what cost allocated to them. And yeah, it's, a, it's yeah, a mess. yeah. And, and just the whole customer experience needs uh-huh. to be all, oh, that's not my department. <laughs> that's death in a relationship. And yep. man, if subscriptions about anything, it's about relationships. So it's just the whole, and we laid out those 11 laws. Um, what would the book from, um, Peter Senge, right? The, um, mm-hmm. um, fifth discipline. Yes. Yeah. Great book. And, which I have to tell you, it's not a great book. It's a crappy read. No, well, it it's a, a great in content. In yeah. Great in content. But boy, was it just a dull read. I can remember reading that and just thinking, oh, geez, I hope my first book doesn't turn out like this. I was <laughs> writing my first book at the time I was reading that. And I was just thinking, oh, if I write a book this bad and it's so boring, I'll just kill myself. Um, but the, you're right. The content is, is grade a, um, yeah. and it's just, and just another one of those really important topics. And then the third one I would have to say would be, um, the subscription business model 
that we did okay. shows 217 and 221. So we did two mm-hmm. parts. Um, those were that <laughs> still top of mind. So there's going to be more on that. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and I, I think we're, we're moving in that direction and I, I, I see a lot of things pointing to that, uh, lots of different places. So I'm, I'm with you on that, but that, that was cheating Ron, because that's two shows. I know, but, <laughs> but here's the other interesting thing, Ed, we, we've lined up, uh, the, the topic of the first show that we did to 17, which is the book subscribed. We've mm-hmm. lined up the author. Yes. Yeah. Right? So we're going to have him on and we're about to line up the second show's author that we did. So pretty excited about that. Yep. No, it's going to be some great stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for your opinion. Okay. Yes. My opinion. (laughs) I'm, I'm curious to see what the data says. The data, however, (laughs) disagrees. Well, well, so since you, uh, let me, let me give you, uh, what I'll do is I'll give you the, the, the top three and I'll do the David Letterman thing in reverse order. Uh, of the of interview shows, and then I'll give you the top three non-interview shows. Okay, fair enough. All right, and now and keep in mind this is this is a t- through uh, the end of December, uh, and it's a running, well, it's, yeah, it's a running calendar year, right? So it's possible that uh, other shows might ultimately get larger audience listens that were in 2018, but the, be- the best way to do this is the running calendar year. All right. So, yeah. so num- number three interview show, Russ Roberts. <laughs> right. Yep. R- Russ Roberts is number three. Number two interview show, a uh, pricing expert, Stefan uh, Leo zoo. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. That was, he was a good guest. He was a very good guest, an excellent guest. And then the number one show, Gilder. Gilder <laughs> Gilder's our number one show, period. By about, let's see, 1,700 listens. Wow. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. That's... Absolutely huge. Okay. Uh, and, so, and, I, and, I, and that one continues to get lots of listens every single month. Like that, it, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty special. It's pretty special. And I think it will continue to be. All right, right. So here is the top three non guests, top shows. And number three would be our show on the top 10 pricing lessons. Yeah. Show that we did back in June. And that one has gotten a lot of good play again, consistent and points for consistency. That is that, is, that show consistently, does really well every every month. Uh, this one is the, a new show, so you, and you mentioned it, and it's it's so I, I suspect this one will be possibly in the top three for an, even next year because uh, this is one of the few shows that that month over month got over a thousand listens, mm. and that is the subscription model, the subscription mm. business model, and that's the first one that we did, right? The first one. And then the top show, which is just the most consistent performer across the board, like because this one has been on it on it for almost the entirety of the rolling twelve months. So the number one non-interview show for 2018 is how to have the value conversation. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. the most difficult part of. Implementing value pricing right there. How to have the value conversation. Mm-hmm. 
Because no value recent, conversation, no no value no pricing. Value pricing. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> pretty straightforward. Really not hard. Not hard to figure. So anyway, wow. so there's the the top three interview, top three non-interview, and and thanks to all of those guests who appeared, and, and we really appreciate it, and look forward to having some more new guests and maybe some of those f- same folks back in uh, in 2019. But now we want to remind you that to get a hold of Ron or me, you need to send an email to ask tsoe at verisage.com, and that email will go both go, go to both Ron and or me. Uh, the website, of course, The Soul of Enterprise, where we do post full show notes, including the show for this one, as well as all previous shows. And as Ron mentioned earlier, our archive page, where you can listen to every show we've ever done going back to 2014. And now a word from our sponsor. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Clouds come in all shapes and sizes, and the Abacus Private Cloud is the perfect fit. Abacus Cloud enables all the desktop apps you know and love while providing unparalleled security to your business. Cloud functionality gives you the flexibility to work where you want, when you want, and from any device you want. Don't waste countless hours managing IT. Take back your time. Learn more at abacusnext.com. Wherever your business is headed, Sage has the cloud solution you need to enable mobile accounting and simplify financial management. Discover how moving your financial data and accounting processes to the cloud can transform your business. Cloud accounting software from Sage can help you make better decisions, drive faster responses, and gain greater control. That's cloud accounting for the journey. For more information, visit sage.com forward slash U.S. forward slash S-O-E. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're talking about 2018, and and we were just talking to Ed about some of the guests we've had on our show, and just because they're mentors to both of us, I mean, George Gilder and Peter Block, I kind of went back and listened to those shows, mm-hmm. and I have to tell you that some of the things these guys say are just absolutely profound, and it's like, gee, I want to remember that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and one of the yeah. things that Gilder said was, we have to act in the darkness of time. And then he said, faith precedes meaning, or no, I'm sorry, faith precedes knowledge, faith precedes action, and faith precedes meaning. You can't have any logical, rational system 
without faith because you need something outside the system to test it. Yeah, I was, you know, it's funny you bring this up because I, I was having a conversation with somebody about this. And, it, and now what's most interesting is that they were they were arguing it from the, the other side. And the way the way that I would reinterpret and, and perhaps Gilder would disagree with me is you can't have a system that doesn't have any a priori assumptions. Right. Mm-hmm. Or 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 statements. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because if, if you, the, 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 and, you know, for for people who believe in God, that that's that a priori statement is there is a God. <laughs> right. 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 And, which is a statement of faith. Right. Uh, and I and I think this the same thing is true for even uh, for other logical systems, too. And, and but nobody nobody wants to believe that. I mean, there there are always there are always a some kind of a, a priori assumption that have to, that has to be made. I, existence exists, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And you have to if, if you're going to if you're going to say if you're going to believe that we uh, are not or we're not solipsistic right we're not we're not making this all up ourselves i i didn't invent you ron wouldn't that be scary <laughs> <laughs> or you invented me either one either one is frightening <laughs> right you have to have some kind of a prior assumption so what great great stuff from gilder yeah and then look i'll tell you peter block was just he was great. Oh man, he was. <laughs> I, and he he said, and and I've been using this ever since. This one has stuck with me. Uh, he said, uh, "Well, the most interesting thing about that show is that, folks, if you want to hear Ed sing to Peter Block, <laughs> he actually sings. He sings to Peter Block. That was yes, just amazing. <laughs> um, but but the thing that really got me, Ed, was he says liberty is the absence of coercion." But freedom is a choice. It's a commitment that you make. You're free to choose. It's one of the reasons why Friedman titled the book the way he did. Mm-hmm. But that distinction, I love that distinction between liberty. Say it again. And, uh, Say liberty it again. is the absence of coercion. Mm-hmm. And freedom is a commitment. It, I mean, Rabbi Lappin talks about how he, you know, commits to being an Orthodox Jew and he has to eat kosher food. And this is a real big pain, right? He mm-hmm. can't, sometimes yeah. he travels, he can't find a Jewish restaurant, kosher restaurant, whatever. Uh, no kosher room service in the hotel sometimes. Can't, and all, but, but that's a choice he makes, mm-hmm. right? If you're religious in some way, that's a choice that you make. Even Father Sirico talked about this when we had him on the show. But but liberty is the absence of coercion, whereas freedom is a choice. And isn't that kind of the song from Pippin that mm-hmm. that you're saying? I mean, right? If I, if if I'm not, uh, I'll never be free. Well, mm-hmm. How's it go? I'll never if if I'm, if I'm never t- tied to anything, yeah, I'll right. never be free. Right. So yep. that that commitment, that choice, I just love that. And then um, Block told a great story about how um, Eisenhower was shown a you know one of the first computers. And he asked it, is there a God? And the computer responded, there is now. (laughs) (laughs) I think my biggest takeaway from that, and I don't know if you said this on one of the breaks or what, but is is if you want tomorrow to look like yesterday, methodology will get you there. Yeah, no, that, (laughs) yep, absolutely. He says that on the show. (laughs) 
we, we talked to him about the whole efficiency and effectiveness and, you know, all of that. He was just great on all of that. Just so, so interesting. Um, just how his thinking is aligned, you know, with mm-hmm. ours or maybe it's the way around. I don't know. But, um, the other guest that really, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed was Thomas, Thomas Hazlett, the author of political spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he, we made him tell the story of the SS minnow. Yeah. You know, the most, the most famous speech by any regulator was, uh, was, uh, Newton minnow in yep. Vegas talking to the TV broadcasters about the vast wasteland. Yep. And then a couple of years later, Gilligan's Island comes out and they <laughs> titled the boat, the SS minnow. <laughs> and I just, I even said, you know, nothing demonstrates the vast wasteland of TV more than Gilligan's Island. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, the big point that he makes in that, in his book and, and even on our show, and I asked him this directly, if we would have had net neutrality laws or regulations in place in 2007, the iPhone would not have been allowed to enter the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Because it violated net neutrality. Right. Because it was a walled off garden. You could only get it through AT&T, blah, 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 blah. No, there are still people who think that, Ron. So, I mean, you know, they probably shouldn't have been allowed to go out. And and just on that real quick, do you know the Internet speeds in the United States of America have gone up 40% since we dumped net neutrality? Ron, the Internet has ended. It's ended as we know it. Don't you know? It's ended as we know it. Come on. Graph that said our speed was up forty percent. No. Okay. Okay. No. No. It's just it's been a disaster, Ron. You know, I I don't even know how we're able to talk to one another on Skype anymore. I just can't. It's just bizarre. And and then the other great line, and this came from Don Boudreau, another economist I really really enjoy. He was great. He said uh, he, he was talking about public choice. And the great line about public choice is it's politics without romance. (laughs) I mean, it it looks at these guys just like the rest of the world looks at the greedy business person and the greedy capitalist, you know, Monty Burns and all of that. Well, you know, some of these politicians are kind of the same thing. So public choice was all about politics without romance. (laughs) That's a great line. It is a great line. <laughs> he is, he's, he's, in, he's incredible. They got to have him on again. Yeah, how, it's first about every guest that we have on, Rob. We're like, ah, oh, I got to have them back on. <laughs> right. And, and Michael Munger, he was fantastic. You were in Seville, I think, Spain. Yes, we, I was drinking. It was great. Uh, it was. <laughs> and, and, but, you know, he said this, Ed, and this, this, we need to, we could do a show on this. This is an interesting concept. You know, his idea about, um, you know, tomorrow 3.0 and the lowering of tra- what he calls transactions costs. <laughs> Both yes, he does call uh, I don't that. know if that's a slip of the tongue or what, but, um, right. but anyway, he, you know, triangulation and transfer and trust. And that's how like Uber and eBay and all these other things have lowered transaction costs. Um, but he made the point, this is fascinating from a pricing perspective to the customer, all mm-hmm. costs are transaction costs. Correct. Because it's the Correct. price I pay, the the time I wait in line, or you know, the search costs, whatever it might be, all 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 the the whole price is a transaction cost, yeah. and that's kind of no. an interesting thing. 
Well, it is an interesting thing because it's in it's it's in total alignment with the whole notion is that you cannot you cannot parse value. Yeah. Right. 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 It's 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 a different way of saying that same concept. Right. Right. To the customer, everything's a transaction cost, and you can't break it down. You can't. The customer can't parse the value. Well, this part of it was worth five dollars. This part of it was worth fifteen. This part of it was worth whatever. Yep. Yep. No. And then, and then another quick shout out. We also had Mary Ruart on, uh, oh. Oh, and her, and, and probably the best line in that show was something you said, you said, Mary reading your book is more horrific than a Stephen King novel because it's real. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> her book is death by regulation. Right. And, uh, the big, the big thing to take away from that, well, there's lots of things, but one of them was at least one half of the Americans who have died lost at least a, a decade off their lives because of the 1962 FDA amendments. Yeah. And can I tell you that nobody, but nobody likes to hear that, wants to hear it, dismisses nope. it out of hand, Absolutely. won't read the book. Like, nope. the, you know, you're just, no, that's just wrong. No, that's it's just wrong. It would be terrible without the FDA, blah, 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 blah. And, and yet yeah, just story after story and example after example. And, 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 yeah. and that, and that, and that estimate is conservative. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, and just some other shout outs, Jeffrey Tucker, we had, we had Barry Melanson on big shout out oh, yeah. to him for yeah. coming on Blair ends. As you mentioned, Phil Rosenzweig, the author of the mm-hmm. halo effect, which was on our top business books of, one of our best business books show. Um, and we had Reginald Lee on, on our, in fact, it was on our 200th show and he was on for the Walter second. Williams, and Walter Williams, Warren Meyer. Uh, we had David Meikle, a UK marketing consultant wrote the book. How to buy a gorilla. How to yeah. buy a gorilla. Uh, in fact, I just provided a blurb for the book. It's coming out in paperback. So shout out to David Ryan Lozanis of Zen accounting. We had him on and, uh, going to botch these names, Ed, but Ron, uh, Oranta and Eric Askerson. Askerson. Mm-hmm. Askerson. Yep. yep. Uh, talking about blockchain and and all that. So yeah, it was. Um, so, oh, and of course, how could I forget <laughs> Chris Elroy Strickland, yeah. former U.S. Air Force Thunderbird, back on, which I'm, I'm still starstruck about. So always love to have Chris on, and can't wait for his book. By the way, I just love the title "Survivor's Obligation." Yeah. What a great, what a great title. It is a great title and look forward to reading that. Well, and I'm sure he'll come back on when that's out because he, he is a big fan of the show too, Ron, which is great. Yeah. Well, shout out to him and happy new year, Chris. Yeah. Well, all right. I think we're, we're up against it, Ron here. Want to make sure we get out here and then, then have some time in our last segment to talk about some other things that we want to wrap up for 2018 before we move on to 2019. But uh, right now, I want to remind you to get a hold of Ron or me. The email address is asktsoe at verisage.com. Mention the website. We also have our Patreon site, which is still available. Want to get that ramped up this year as well. So patreon.com slash TSOE to get not only the episodes commercial free, but also the bonus episodes that Ron and I record each week, as well as we're committed to doing some additional material for that this year, uh, making sure that some of the appearances that Ron and I have are out there and available for you to listen to as well. But right now, a word from our sponsor and my employer, Sage. Sage. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Wherever your business is headed, Sage has the cloud solution you need to enable mobile accounting and simplify financial management. Discover how moving your financial data and accounting processes to the cloud can transform your business. Cloud accounting software from Sage can help you make better decisions, drive faster responses, and gain greater control. That's cloud accounting for the journey. For more information, visit sage.com forward slash US forward slash SOE. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Welcome back, everybody. We're doing 2018 in review, and Ed, this needs to be said. Um, Big, big shout out and congratulations. Arise, Sir Palin. Michael Palin has been knighted in 2000. So uh, he is being recognized for services, not for Monty Python, by the way, (laughs) for (laughs) services to travel, culture, and geography geography following his career as a writer and presenter of documentaries that have taken him all over the world most recently to north korea and i talked about his north korea episode on, i think he it was did. national geographic um I, I believe it's two hours and get it on youtube it's fantastic i mean he's been to parts of north korea i've never seen before and just it was just an amazing show he was quoted as saying uh, he has said to mark the achievement he may just have a quiet celebration just myself and a glass of Horlicks and then go to bed. <laughs> so Sir Michael, Sir Palin. Sir Michael, just Sir Michael. <laughs> All right, Ed. So I know you have some, so you have some predictions that you want to go through that for 2018. Yeah, so, is that right? Yes. So these are predictions that were made about 2018 and I've got, I got, which do you want to do first, Ron? I've got some that that really not so good, or the ones that hey, this is not a, not bad, not bad. Oh, it, it's all good. So anything you want, it's all good. I'm sure. All right. So so this is this is from um, Motley Fool. Okay. And this was a a uh, w- predictions that eighteen predictions that they did for 2018, uh, and on December 31st of 2017, right? So well, I'm just gonna kind of flip through these quickly. And I, what number one is Bitcoin will lose half of its value twice. <laughs> well, they're kind of close, aren't they? Yeah, they are. That was pretty good. Uh, so they got that one right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna count that one as a yes. Uh, Russia will ban Bitcoin. That did not happen. Russia has not banned Bitcoin. China did though, right? China did, but Russia, China. Russia, yeah, Russia did not. Okay. 
Okay, so number three, uh, Bitcoin will briefly lose its spot at the head of the cryptocurrency table. And what they said by that is that one of the others will get a larger mar market cap. I do not believe that that happened. I don't think it did either. I don't right. think it you did either. I do not believe because that Because the happened. closest one is, is Ether, right? Right. And that's just that's a fraction of Bitcoin. It, always it has still been. is. Yeah. And what I find interesting about that and why I wanted to mention this is, you know, people in the crypto space are like, well, one of them is going to take over. Right. And here's the thing. They all move together. It's like it, they are they are almost like they're, they are an asset class together. It's very rare that one goes up and the other goes down. You know, it's like Gilder says in Life After Google, it can't be a currency because its value cannot be affected by the demand for it. Yeah, remains to be seen. I will. I will. I, that, that's I, what I Gilder. Defer Gilder was, I that, defer to Gilder, but <laughs> that's what Gilder was corrected on. That's the mistake he admitted to in Life After Google that he made in his book, The Scandal of Money. He said, "My flaw," and it was pointed out by Steve Forbes that a currency can its value, the value of a currency, cannot be predicated based upon the demand for it. And I, and I will say that that is true. I see where he's going with that, I think, my small brain. But I will say that at a certain point, it, the, the, the demand for the currency may no longer exist. The demand for it as a currency or as a as a as a as a as a, as a um, uh, an investment. Yeah, I mean, it. Right. It's gonna, always going to be there for transactions, but go on. I'm sorry. I didn't want to okay. go off on that. Right. Yeah, no, that was, <laughs> we always do that. Okay. Uh, number four, uh, Sears Holdings won't make it through the year without filing bankruptcy. Oh, yeah. Got that, got one, that right. one right. Yeah. Uh, they missed this one, but number five, Apple will fail to reach the $1 trillion mark. Yeah. Which it did, but <laughs> it's sort of not, it's collapsed there. Have, have you noticed the press just, bashes on apple like no tomorrow oh yeah i just i you know i'm just kind of i'm so over it mm -hmm. you know they fall a million short of iphone sales or something and it's oh apple's you know going down dead. I mean, they're and, dead yep that's dead yeah, yeah they're dead yeah <laughs> the most profitable companies on the planet. It's dead. Yeah it's dead. Two two hundred and seventy billion dollars in cash, but forget it. That's all right. Uh, number six, the U.S. stock market will experience its first correction in over two years. I think that they got that. I would say that's a yes, right? Yeah. Um, number seven, U.S. stocks will will stock market's annual winning streak will come to a modest end. So I'm going to say yes, right? Yeah. Uh, well, did it? Did it close lower than it opened? No, I that think I don't know. It was that's real close. Yeah, it was yeah. real close. Uh, and number eight, utilities will outperform the S&P 500. Don't know about that one. Don't really care. So I'm just going to just skip that one. Number nine, the Fed will hike uh, interest rates three times despite minimal inflation. I think they did, in fact, higher the rate three times. Um, gold presses will buck higher interest rates uh, and, and, and end the year higher. I think gold did go up a little bit. Mm-hmm. 11, the GOP will lose control of the Senate but maintain the House. So they got that right. Healthcare will again fail to pass. Other way around. Other way around. 
maintain the Senate, lose the House. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes. And that's what they said. But lose control of the Senate, okay. maintain the House. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. I read, gotcha. read was reading it too quickly. Health care reform will again fail to pass muster. That that again did not happen. At least three new states will legalize uh, recreational marijuana. I think that was even it was even more than that. More I think it's that. I was I think it was six out of six. Yeah. What's it up to? Uh, 22 or something or 26? Yeah. What was it? Yeah. Yeah. 26. Uh, well, li- medical. So it's, it's probably up to 30. All right. We got to go. We got three minutes left. All right, Canadian uh, marijuana stocks will double again. Didn't pay attention to that. Brexit will go nowhere. That's pretty much true. <laughs> um, oil will touch $75 a barrel. Did not happen. That's well, gone down to 58, I think. Yeah, it's crazy. Federal minimum wage will increase for the first time, which is true. And then uh, Social Security's COLA becomes below 2% for 2019. I don't know about that, but um, interesting. That could be. That could be. Yeah. Pretty good predictions. I would say that they were That was pretty. They were pretty darn good. All right. So now let's move on to the ones that did not do so well, Ron. Okay, good. All right. And these it's were the, tw- the, the, the 2018 predictions of Nostradamus. <laughs> okay. Or I should say, as scholars... Predicted. Oh, this is what he meant. This he meant these to happen in 2018. Uh, number one, World War Three hasn't okay. happened. Hasn't happened. Number two, a major eruption of Mount Vesuvius. Okay. Nope, hasn't <laughs> happened. There now there was in 2016. There were it was a warning, right? But there still hasn't been a major major eruption. Uh, number three, this one's real. A terrible earthquake. Well. Yeah, like <laughs> somewhere that's <laughs> every everywhere. Um, the did, did the big one happen in that. California? No, you're Not still talking yet. to me from California. Okay, comet or asteroid strike number four. Comet yeah. or asteroid strike. In fact, the exact opposite is true. I think we we I think we impacted an asteroid, didn't we? I think we we blew up an asteroid. <laughs> so the hell with that. We completely reversed that one. Um, number five, economic collapse. Not happened. Not quite yet. And number six, which honestly I'm saddened about this one, uh, Nostradamus prediction, is that in 2018 people would live to be over 200 years old. Mm. So, well, some say we're getting there. Yeah, uh, I I mean somebody see somebody really thinks that the next five years are going to be crucial with regard to that. Right. Right. And. Turns out, like, if you can survive another five, you might be able to survive another 50. I do know it's true that for every hour that you live, you get another 15 minutes. Mm. Like, that's that's the way things are going. Oh, that's, so that's kind of cool. You know, Reason did a podcast on that with Ron Bailey, and I forget the others on that podcast, but they were talking about CRISPR and, you know, the lifespan and the investments in that. So it was just really interesting. So there you go, Ron. Those are the... Predictions from Nostradamus that did All not right. work out for 2018. Ed, what's on store for next week? Ron, so we had to do a spinoff show of this when we first did this. We also included one of the segments was best business books, but it took so long that we we spent a whole show on it and didn't get to any of the other predictions. So now we spun <laughs> that off as a separate show. So next week is going to be our best business books. Right. Uh, actually, I should say best books we read in 2018. Let's okay, well, I hope you don't limit me to the three. So I'll see you in 167 hours. Sounds good.
This has been the Soul of Enterprise, Business, and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage, energizing business builders around the world with the imagination of our people and the power of technology. Join us next week, folks, on Friday at 4 p.m. when we'll be talking about the best books we read last year. In the meantime, feel free to visit us at thesoulofenterprise.com for more information and all of our show notes. Also, you can contact Ed or myself at asktsoe at barrisage.com. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great